0: Great right, guys. So we've already talked about this once or twice, but what we're doing right now is a giveaway of our stickers. So we have a sticker that is actually on the desk right in front of us on Robin's laptop and in her hand now. It's cute. <laughs> it is a circular sticker with our logo on it, and you have the chance to win it, plus a handwritten note of thanks from Robin and I. Mm-hmm. Robin, tell them what they have to do to win a sticker.
1: Be one of the first three people to add a review to us on apple podcasts and then you have to screenshot the review and send it to us like either via email or one of our social medias and if you are comfortable dming us your address we will send you via mail these things yes if you are hearing this
0: that means this is still going on so you Mm -hmm. still have the chance to win a sticker so please write those reviews and send them those screenshots and we would love to send you a sticker
1: welcome to haunted hospitality southern stories told by spooky gingers i'm robin and i'm zoe and i have a story for you today robin
0: but first how's life
1: Thank you for asking. You're Um, welcome. I'm doing a secret Santa gift exchange with a few friends. Okay. And we're using an online platform called Elfster. This is not sponsored, by the way, uh, to assign who's secret Santa and to make wish lists so everybody kind of has an idea. And you can also kind of communicate anonymously through there, too. So somebody asked me the question, are you taking up needlework to complete your journey of being a cat lady? This is one of my friends. (laughs) And, because I asked for some embroidery kits. And so I responded by saying, Some people are born cat ladies who dabble in needlework. Some people transform into cat ladies who dabble in needlework. And some people have needles and cat claws thrust upon them and must channel all that energy into flower patterns. So that's what I'm doing. Thank you for asking. I hope that's a very clear response to you.
0: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm laughing because... Your last life update was, I'm good, after I did a huge rant. <laughs> yeah. And and now that's your life update, and I'm mm-hmm. about to go into a, like, a story time.
1: I love your story times. Yes. This can be our dynamic. I can just give minimal information, <laughs> and then you can be like, here's the crazy thing that happened to me.
0: <laughs> so what you're saying is, um, between the two of us, I am the Tumblr post, and you are the tweet.
1: One hundred percent. In the best way. Yes, yeah.
0: Okay. Well, Robin, Mm -hmm. I already kind of told you the story. But and we've already discussed this one specific fear I have on the show.
1: It's a mutual fear. I share that fear fear too.
0: So I am currently pet sitting for a friend.
1: I find that terrifying.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Pet sitting responsibility? No. No. I am currently pet sitting for a friend and she has a very lovely house however she has several windows that do not have curtains and or blinds Mm. and robin Mm -hmm. by fear one of my biggest fears besides goats is looking (laughs) out a window at night Because I am genuinely terrified I will see something looking back at me. Whether it be glowing yellow werewolf eyes Mm -hmm. or a human being with a knife.
1: Can I ask you where that fear started? Because I know where my fear started. And it started in a situation that you were a part of.
0: I I believe I was pranked at one point in my life where I was told to look out the window and
1: then somebody jumped up. Oh, okay, that wasn't a shared situation. Yeah. That makes sense. My thing is, he looked out the window and saw the woman in black in <laughs> <gasps> that Daniel Radcliffe woman in black movie, which, by the way, is based off of a book, so I 100% wow. need to
0: read that. Okay. But, um, but yes, so I have this fear of looking out a window,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and my friend's house has a lot of windows and it gets dark out really early during daylight savings. So I'm genuinely terrified when I'm walking through like two-thirds of the house. However, the bedroom that I'm staying in has two windows, both with blinds. Mm -hmm. And so it's my like solstice of safety. Okay. Solstice Solstice of solitude? I think I was doing a solstice of solitude thing. Is it called a solstice? It's my zone. It's my safe zone. Okay? Okay. And while I'm pet sitting Mm -hmm. and staying the night there, there is a very good girl that I am pet sitting. Her name is Funny. I love Funny to death. She is great and adorable and I love her, but she is very much a guard dog. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you don't do anything anywhere near this house without Funny's permission
1: mm.
0: And I was sitting there and I was doing research for today's episode. It was dark outside. It was like 11 at night. It, well 10 30, 11. <laughs> and Funny gets up and she so there's at the front of the house, there's three areas that have windows to the front the front yard. And she was running between those windows, barking viciously out the window, Ooh. freaking me out because mm. I want to look out to see what's there, mm. but I don't want to look out the window. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm freaking out. And eventually she does settle down and I'm telling myself, okay, somebody was just like walking in their yard and they aren't allowed to walk in the yard without Funny's permission. You know, she was just angry that a neighbor was doing their thing okay so she settles down and side note i'm doing my notes in the bedroom because i was going to sit at the kitchen table to do the notes but there were two very big dark windows in that room and i'm Mm -hmm. like i would feel watched the whole time especially with what my subject is about i'm
1: literally dying to hear about your subject i can't wait
0: So I'm in the room and I'm sitting at the side table to the bed with a table, a a chair that I brought from the kitchen. And the doorway is right to my right. And then Funny is in the hallway outside of the doorway, just kind of laying down. I get up at one point to go to the bathroom and I'm walking down the hallway. Funny gets up, walks towards me, stands like perpendicular to me to stop me from moving forward makes eye contact like watch me (laughs) and then turns to face down the hallway and starts going and i'm just like what is happening so yes i think my thought process was Having a dog here would make me feel safer. Yeah. However, my thought process... I think what actually happened was I became more terrified because the dog was reacting to something that I didn't see.
1: Okay, can I ask you... Do Okay, are you thinking, like, there's a murderer outside? Or are you thinking... There's a something, something outside. I'm thinking there's a murderer at, okay, outside. Okay. Yes. Which is a much more rational yes. thought process. I mean, it is isn't a little bit. What, it, what it's about when a, it
0: looked down the hallway, though? So when she looked down the hallway, I think I was just too afraid from what was happening earlier to even think think about ghost mm-hmm. though I do want to say I told my mom the same story this morning and she's like oh, she was protecting you from a spirit and my mom's not the type of person to say that <laughs> so I was just like why did you think of that before I thought of it
1: the hallway I would be terror okay if she was barking out the windows for me uh-huh. murder. murder hallway no
0: and it is in a little bit of an older area in Columbia too haunted Haunted.
1: Yeah, We need to do the haunting of Zoe's friend's house.
0: <laughs> but yes, so um, I was, all, from there, supposed to watch three episodes at 11 p.m., starting at 11 p.m., of The Haunting of Bly Manor for our Patreon. Yeah. And I texted Robin, and I was like, no, it's not going to happen. I'm freaked out because of my notes. I'm freaked out because of funny. I'm yeah. not going to be freaked out because of the show.
1: Gotcha. I totally understand uh, we can do that another time. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you survived the harrowing experience you had. Are you going back there tonight? Yes. Oh, shit. Well, everyone, if this is the last episode, <laughs> then you know what that means. Yes. Uh, so Zoe, now, before we get into my something spooky. Yes. This is a scary episode. It is. Can we turn off the light? Oh, God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there. Hold on. do you want to plug in the k- Halloween lights that are still h- hanging up?
1: Oh, we're really set in the mood. Ooh, fun. Okay. And then uh, soon after, I'm going to close this. So we can still see everything very clearly, but it's not quite, hello, we're bright and happy, and now it's a little bit like, we're a little bit sullen, there's a little bit something. There's something, there's something, so- something. There's something, something. Speaking of something, something. <laughs> yeah. I got a something spooky for you. Okay. Now, this is less of, here's my comprehensive thing, and I'm not calling this creature corner. Okay. It is a... I don't know how you classify it. We're talking about banshees. Okay. I love the concept of banshees.
0: I do, too, and I know a little bit about them because of somebody that you are planning on mentioning, I believe. (laughs) Yes,
1: I am. So, uh, okay, love banshees. They are an element of Irish folklore, Mm -hmm. which I think maybe I can, like get, I I kind of, I love Irish folklore and I kind of, maybe I'll use this as an opportunity to get a bit more into it. Okay. Yeah, but they're an element of Irish folklore. She is a woman of varying degrees of height apparently. (laughs) Some people describe banshees as really short, and I was so surprised when I saw this. Really? One to four feet. What? Imagine a one foot tall banshee. But is she like proportional? I assume so. I don't think you have.
0: I would think it was like a doll Like an animated doll going around, you
1: know? I'm honestly so not sure what to think about the one to four feet. Maybe that's not current at all. That's what I saw on the Wikipedia page for Banshees. When I
0: picture a Banshee, I think like at least six feet tall.
1: The other uh, image of Banshees is that they are slightly abnormally tall. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think I'm gonna go with that image. (laughs) (laughs) It's very more intimidating. So they have long hair, sometimes described as red hair, (laughs) and her eyes are always red because she's crying. Okay, so it's
0: not like her irises are red. Her
1: no, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's it's like if I if I shed one tear, my face looks so (laughs) ugly. I, I just, Robin. no, I'm serious. I'm very serious. So, <laughs> and my eyes are just red. Basically, what I'm saying is if I were slightly taller, I would look a lot like a banshee. Okay. So, uh, in a lot of ways, I read her as the personification of grief. Mm -hmm. So, in this Irish culture, what they would have a lot of times is keeners, which are women, sometimes professionals, because you hire professional women, and they're like professional mourners. They're at the funeral, and they are wailing. Oh, yeah. They're just sitting there being like, ah! Yeah. Yeah. It is just a huge element of the culture, it seems. So, I don't know if it's still done. But at least it was done at a time, and the idea of a banshee is that she is somehow connected to a family, and oftentimes these are noble families in Ireland. And I saw multiple places saying that they were like usually of like just Irish descent. Like, and if you have the last name that starts with like an O apostrophe something or Mac something, okay, this is you. You might. Okay. <laughs> You might have a Banshee. (laughs) But she is attached to the family, and when a person in the family is dying, Mm -hmm. she will be maybe, like, outside the house, which, funny talking about people through windows. She will be outside the house and just screaming, wailing, and I don't know if everybody in the family is said to hear it, but I think it might be, like, one person in the family who can hear it. So they would hear the Banshee screaming and know that grief is either coming because a person is dying, maybe they've been sick for a long time, or sometimes, especially if like you have part of your family over in this area and they have died, but word hasn't gotten to you, mm-hmm. you might hear the Banshee and know that something happened before they actually tell you what exactly happened. Right. And uh, people have actually been writing about Banshees as far back as 1380. Wow. So it is a very well-established part of the folklore. And sometimes. Well,
0: Robin, mm-hmm. you just uh, ruined your record from the previous episode. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> I did say in the previous episode that 15. 15- Eighty-seven was the earliest we had gone. Well, okay, it's still the earliest we've gone for a main episode. Okay. Unless we end up doing, if I hear about somebody in the South experiencing a Banshee, you can bet your butt that (laughs) I'm doing a full Banshee episode. And I call dibs on that, Zoe. Oh, okay. I call dibs. Okay, (laughs) okay. But she is either a strange old woman, so a woman you are not familiar with, or she could be, like, if a young woman in the family died before she was able to grow older, she might be staying on as the banshee for the family. Okay. Yeah. So in that way, it's interesting because it's, like, merging your personal grief for somebody with this idea of kind of a, not generalized, but, like, passed along grief for, like, whoever is dying. Right. Merging those two ideas. And you can find the Banshee in Irish, Scottish, and Welsh culture, but I do think it's mostly associated with Ireland, mm-hmm. at least in this version as we know her right now. And Internet Witches.
0: Yes. <laughs> and Internet Witches. And Internet that's, Witches. That's it. That's the bullet point. Internet <laughs> a- Witches. Internet
1: Witches. They, Our friends over at the Internet Witches did a really good episode on Banshees uh, where I think they kind of talked about their personal experience with Banshees. Yes. Whew. Because one of them is able to see them. I forget see? which one. I thought it was here.
0: Well, you can hear and see them. I, I don't... I. It's been a while since I listened to that episode. But that was a really good one. That was a very good episode.
1: It made me simultaneously so jealous from a podcasting perspective that I, like, have no ability to perceive other things <laughs> other than what is specifically in front of me. And also simultaneously grateful, because that sounds awful. <laughs> it does. It does. Because she just sits there and screams. Ooh. Well, whales. But whales. Yeah. I mean, it's... A lot of things go, what is a whale if not a scream? (laughs) Uh, All right, but yeah, that's Banshees for you.
0: Okay, well, thank you for... I would classify that as a creature corner.
1: You would? Yeah, if the burn
0: drawer story that I did was a creature corner, then yours is a creature corner.
1: But it's like, here's a lady who screams.
0: That's still a creature.
1: Okay, okay, cool. Creature corner, Robin's first edition. (laughs) All right. Now, Zoe, I am shutting out everything in my mind because i just want to focus on what you're gonna tell me because i am stoked
0: yes dear listeners i am about to tell you about the black-eyed children (laughs) yes So, Robin's super excited about this one. I think I mentioned this, like, way before we even started recording, or we were, like, recording our first episode, and I was like, oh, I might want to do something like that, and Robin's like, do it! (laughs) So. They creep me out so much. So, for those of you who don't know what black-eyed kids are, I'm going to give a little bit of a brief description. Black-eyed children slash black-eyed kids refer to beings that look like kids however they have creepy all black eyes and very pale skin (sighs) so they usually are in the range between 6 and 16 years old and everybody who sees them says that they look just a little bit off so robin do you know what uncanny valley
1: is Yes, I do. Okay, I just read a memoir called Uncanny Valley. Really, really recommend it. Okay, do you know who it's by? Anna Wiener. Sorry. Okay, <laughs> Anna Wiener wrote a memoir about Uncanny Valley. Oh, called Uncanny Valley. It's really interesting. Totally unrelated, so I'm not going to go into it further.
0: Right. So I'm going to go on a very basic, very five second explanation of what Uncanny Valley is. If you haven't heard of it before, the definition that I was able to find online is. The relationship between the human-like appearance of a, quote, robotic object and the emotional response it evokes. In this phenomenon, people feel a sense of unease or even revulsion in response to humanoid robots that are highly realistic. So, basically, what it is, they specifically are talking about robots, like Sophia the Robot. Do you know Sophia the Robot? She is an AI, no okay well go on Twitter and you'll find Sophia the robot alright we love her she's great and okay um, (laughs) so they're specifically talking about robots but it can also happen in other things so basically there is a point where you're depicting a human being Mm -hmm. where it it's like you can start with like a stick figure okay you know it's supposed to represent a human but it looks nothing like a human being and then you go up to a baby doll and all of that. And as it gets more and more similar to a human being, you're like, okay, that it could be a little bit creepy. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then there's a point where it dips down because there's a chart of it. And it's a dip down of a valley where in there, this zone, they look so much like a human being that you are unable to find anything about them that looks like it's not a human being however you can you have this feeling that that is not a human and you can't explain it and it makes you incredibly uncomfortable it makes you very uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and so um some things people say are kind of starting to approach the uncanny valley like there are some robots out there that it's like okay you can obviously tell that's a robot but it's so human-like that it gives me the creeps Mm -hmm. so
1: these kids are like in this uncanny valley zone so there's something I, I wouldn't necessarily, other than, of course, seeing the black eyes and knowing what that would mean. If yes. I saw one down the street, I would more just get like a really scared feeling.
0: Yes, you would see it and monkey brain would say that not human, but <laughs> rational brain would not be able to tell you why you think it's not a human. Oh, I love that. However, I do want to say one observant person, his encounter with the black eyed kids wasn't that very exciting he just saw them and then ran away so his story's not in here however there was one line that i pulled from it he, it was very very cold and at night when he saw them but there was a light like he was in a parking lot and there were other people on the other side of the parking lot and he could see their breath because when you're cold and you get the dragon the dragon breath you know mm-hmm. but when these kids were talking he couldn't see their breath and so there's a good possibility that they don't breathe because everybody who describes them say that they stand unnaturally rigid and still and they just seem so still and stiff that maybe like when I'm looking at you I can't see you breathe Mm -hmm. but if you were breathing really heavily I would probably notice that you're breathing heavy and be like yo what's up but I don't think I would... My monkey brain would say, they're not breathing. They're not doing something right. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't be able to rationally think, oh, they aren't breathing. Yeah. It's just something that you would notice without being able to know why you're what you're noticing.
1: I love that you're bringing up monkey brain versus rational brain. Because I... <laughs> Instincts do a lot more than we give them credit for. Right. And I think that if you're ever in a situation where you're scared and you don't know why, just go with your instinct. Your body is yes. telling you something for a reason.
0: Yes. And this happens actually, even if you don't believe in black-eyed kids by the end of this episode, I've heard a lot of, like, true crime stories where somebody said, I had a gut instinct and I just got out of there and it turned out, like, they almost became the next victim of a serial killer. So, trust your gut.
1: hmm
0: So these children are usually dressed in a way that seems just a little bit off. Sometimes they'll be wearing clothes that are centuries old. Sometimes it's like they're wearing brand new clothes that seem like they're from 20 years ago. And it's just like, it just seems off. Mm -hmm. Um, They usually have like bags under their eyes in addition to the black eyes, which only really makes it creepier. Yeah. Yeah when you see them they'll keep their gazes lowered or they'll have bangs or accessories that hide their eyes it's not until later that you realize that they have black eyes
1: oh okay
0: yes so you can like start having a conversation with them before they like look at you and you're like oh shoot (laughs) um
1: That that has to be the biggest oh shit moment yeah. If I were just having a conversation with a kid and then be like, oh, shit, it's a black guy," one. <laughs> <laughs> well, have to get out of there. There's also a feeling of dread.
0: Just mm-hmm. you feel scared and dread the second you notice them and you don't know why. And they will often come up to your car or your house mm-hmm. and request to be let inside for some reason. And when they speak, it feels unnatural like they're speaking with like a certain lilt or mm-hmm. accentless and they just they sound like somebody who just learned the language huh in a way like they don't phrase things exactly correctly okay yes i wasn't able to find the stories however uh, m on and that's why we drink did cover black eyed peas i black eyed peas i knew that was going <laughs> to yeah. happen once
1: you even, like, hesitated before you said peas, like, <laughs> that's yeah, that's the, the right, right word. word. No, no, no. You are like, that's right, that's right, peas.
0: <laughs>
1: they covered
0: black-eyed kids, and they found a story that said the kids asked for ketchup for their apples. Huh. Because it's, it's, I, I couldn't find the story myself, I was looking everywhere for it. I probably should have googled black-eyed kid's Apple ketchup. I did not think of that until just now, <laughs> um, but so they they were able to find a story, and M was talking about how like it just didn't make sense to them that they kept asking for like it, it's one of those things where
1: it's like you don't have ketchup, ketchup and apples together,
0: but it, at the same time, you certain people do dip apples in things. And ketchup is a thing that you dip things into. Ah. Uh. So it's like, they got the equation, but the answer's wrong, you know? mm mm-hmm. It's just off. Like, they just, they had a 101 class about culture, American culture, and then they didn't do well. Okay.
1: C-minus <laughs> C- students.
0: Exactly. So... Robin, I was telling you briefly about how I was freaked out while doing this research because of one specific thing I found in my research that I didn't know before.
1: Oh yeah, I think I forgot about that, but yeah.
0: Some people say that they're more likely to approach people who already know about them.
1: And we deeply apologize, <laughs> So you're
0: welcome. <laughs> Shoot. Yeah. When I read that line, I was like, no. No, thank you. And the
1: thing is, like, even if a child approached me and had black eyes, if it's asking for my help, I don't know if I can say no to a child. However, I mean Like, in terms of helping them.
0: However, you do. Everybody says they get this gut instinct That they Mm -hmm. need to say no and get away.
1: What if I just go crazy with a gut instinct and a kindergarten really needs my help and I'm like, no! (laughs) (laughs) I
0: I don't know. I do want to say before people are like, wow, that could be confirmation bias.
1: Yeah, it could be.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you know, just... Of course, if you know about black eyed kids, it's like when you get a new car, (laughs) when you get a new car, you suddenly see you're like, oh, I never see this type of car on the road. But then you have the car and you're like, every other car I see is this type of car. Yeah, it's it's just one of those things where you don't notice it until you already know about it.
1: Yeah, it could be that. And also, I mean, like, okay, maybe people have experiences with black eyed children and then like, I mean, who's going to report it if they don't know? That would it, mm-hmm. If I report it, I mean, what, go on Reddit?
0: <laughs> I mean, that's what some people do. Yeah. Though, I do have to say right now, we do have a Google society. So, like, even if I didn't know about black-eyed kids, I would, like, go on Google and be like, yo, <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, tabloids say that the first sighting was in the 1980s. For some reason, Wikipedia says that they're European. However... The first recorded sighting was actually in nineteen ninety-six. That and, recent? Mm-hmm. Huh. In Abilene, Texas. Us! Us. So this is actually I think I only have two encounters that are not southern. And Really? It might be three. Three encounters that aren't southern and one encounter that didn't have
1: a location. So it's actually very southern. I did not know that. Yeah. I was, think- I was like, really hoping you'd be able to find one account of it being Southern so we could justify doing this. So, I do have a couple that predate 1996,
0: but this is the one that gets everybody talking about it. Okay. So, Brian Bethel was a journalist. He might be still. In 1996. He was driving somewhere and he had to write a check. So he pulled into an empty parking lot, and it was nighttime. It was 3 a.m., I believe. No, that was a different story. But it's very, very dark outside, and it's very late. Mm -hmm. And he pulls into this parking lot to write a check real quick. And he's so focused on writing this check that he doesn't see the two boys coming up to him until they're knocking on the door. Uh They knock on his window. Excuse me, not the door. And he's like, oh, okay, there's two boys, and he starts to roll his window down. Uh Uh-huh. The second he starts to roll his window down, he just gets hit by a wave of that unease and fear.
1: Interesting that it takes that to make it happen.
0: Well, because he wasn't even paying attention before. It was like a gut reaction, somebody's knocking at my window, let me roll my window down. Okay. You know what? 1996, I'm sitting here miming, pushing a button...
1: If He's you, probably, you like, literally everything.
0: rolling the window down. Your
1: arm is getting some muscles.
0: Okay. So that makes a little
1: bit more sense with what
0: I'm about to say next. Um, by the time he felt that wave of fear, he stopped rolling down the window. So mm-hmm. it was only open a couple of inches. Yeah. So I was like, wow, that was really quick to release the button. But no, if you're, like, no. cranking it. <laughs> That's not
1: how cars work. Yeah.
0: I forgot, okay? Michael, it's okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So he he described it as a soul-wracking fear that he felt, and he had no understanding as to why he felt that way. So there's nothing in his brain that said, you should be afraid now because of this. He was just afraid. And so the older of the two said that they had planned to watch a movie, but they forgot their money at home, and they were asking him if he could give them a ride home to get their money and then bring them back to the theater. So that they could watch the movie. No. And he specifically said, it wouldn't take long. They were just two kids and that they didn't have a gun. The, the
1: kid said that?
0: The kid said, it won't take long. We're just two kids
1: and we don't have a gun. I'm sorry. If somebody tells me that they don't have a gun, I'm, that's my first thought that you do have a gun.
0: I'm sorry. Why do you need to specify that you're just two kids as well? Like, I can see that, you know? <laughs> So Brian was like, "Why are they saying that they're just kids? Why are they saying that they don't have a gun?" And he's like, "Um, no, no, thank you." Yeah. And he was also thinking, "It's so late at night. The movie theater, it's probably already like showing its last movie ah. And he's like, "There's no way you can make it back somewhere and come back in time." like the movie's going to be over by the time he gets them to their house and back. And so he comes up with an excuse and says, no, sorry, I can't do that. And he looked away briefly, like to look at the theater and looked back at them. And it wasn't until then that he said that their eyes were black. So I don't know if he didn't notice it before or if they were normal and then they turned black when he was saying no. Oh. Yeah. I mean, he says that they looked normal up until the point that point, but my skeptic brain is saying I think you just didn't notice. Mhm. Because there's no other story saying their eyes were normal and then they turned black, you know. Gotcha. He came up with the excuse not to give them a ride and the older boy grew angry and said that they couldn't get into the car until Brian gave them permission.
1: Uh, Well, yeah, I'm not giving you permission.
0: So Brian
1: said, okay, rolled up his
0: window and drove off the lot. Smart. Sped off. He still sticks to his story now when that article I was reading was published. (laughs) And even though a lot of people are like, you're lying, you're lying. So from his story, because he was a journalist, he was able to publish this. A lot of people started coming forward and saying, I've experienced this as well. Oh, okay. And later years, websites like Reddit and Tumblr and things like that, like blog areas. I don't know if you'd classify Reddit as a blog, but where you can share stories.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Black Eyed Kids became a common creepy pasta or a creepy story that you copy and paste over and over again. So it spread more with the Internet. However, there was one European newspaper that apparently the journalists went around and collected stories of people who have experienced a black-eyed kid encounter and they released that and that was after seeing brian's story and i guess that's why wikipedia says that it's a european thing when really that newspaper coming out is when everybody else was like oh my god i've seen that too okay so it started with brian went over to this newspaper and then it became a worldwide thing well, not all of them, the encounters I'm about to tell you are in the South, I am going to share all the ones that I can find that are juicy. Okay. I, I specify juicy because a lot of the stories I found were, I was in a parking lot and I saw a kid and they were creepy and then they had black eyes and I got in my car and drove away.
1: Which is the right response.
0: Yes. But it's like, I don't need to tell you that 12 times over, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. So, this is in chronological order, with the exception of the ones I couldn't find dates for, so I put them at the end. So, 1950, Virginia. <gasps> okay. A 16 year old known as Harold. I do not believe that was his actual name, but they didn't publish minors' names in newspapers back then. Totally good. Yes, Harold was walking home when he saw another boy leaning against a fence like he was waiting for someone. Harold, in true southern fashion, was like, hello, and tried to say good day to him, but he did not respond, so Harold just kept walking. Is this
1: at night or during the day?
0: He was meandering around. I want to say it was the evening. Okay. So it's like when the sun was going down.
1: Okay, gotcha. Yeah.
0: It was definitely, it's well after school he said hello to the boy boy didn't respond he kept walking past the boy and then after he passed the boy the boy said i want to go to your house you're going to walk me up to your house walk me up to your house that's weird phrasing to me Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and the boy turned around and he was like yo what (laughs) and that's when he saw that or harold turned around and was like yo what and that's when he saw that the boy had black eyes Uh he felt the urge to run away home as fast as he could and then the boy said now don't you run away from me you're going to walk me up to your house robin the thing i did not tell you in the beginning Uh
1: uh-huh
0: there are several instances where it seems like they read your mind (gasps) yes okay okay. i'm
1: getting chills all over and i i love it but i don't
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, Harold turned and ran home as fast as he could. He said he ran the fastest he had ever ran before in his life, pumped full of adrenaline. And when he was running, he heard a scream that sounded like a bobcat come from where the boy was standing. Oh,
1: shit.
0: Yes. Harold told his parents what had happened when he rushed home, and his father grabbed his gun and tried to go looking for the boy. Oh, my I, God. There's no report that he, like, found anything. But, like, I just want, kind of want to, like, throw that in there to be, like, he was so shaken up that his parents weren't, are you sure that's what you saw? They were like, I'm grabbing a gun and I'm looking for this child. <laughs> and his mother also brought him to the, a priest because she, she thought that he saw the devil himself.
1: Okay, listen, I... I don't know about the father's reaction, I love the mother's reaction, cause like, I mean, I'm not Catholic, but I can totally like, see myself reverting to, okay, we're just gonna take you to a priest, cover our base.
0: (laughs) So, yes, that was in 1950, Virginia. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're gonna take quite a jump to November 2009. Okay. Camp Lejeune, North Carolina, where I was (gasps) born- Oh, my God. Literally where I was born. Because I wasn't born in Jacksonville, North Carolina. I was born on the military base in the hospital, North Carolina, Camp Lejeune. Okay. Okay. So this guy is staying on the base. He's a Marine. And he was in his little apartment bunker thingam the thing alone. He was watching a movie. And he heard a knock at the door.
1: Immediately, I would not answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, he thought it was his roommate
0: who had forgotten his key. And even if it wasn't his roommate, if it was, like, a superior officer, he had to answer No, I know. It makes sense
1: to open doors. I'm just saying, don't open the door.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, so he went to the door and he opened it and he saw two small kids. They didn't give me ages, but calling them small, I'm thinking less than 10.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: He immediately felt dread and he wanted to slam the door as fast as he could. However, he's a Marine and he couldn't be shown being afraid of two little kids so he kept the door open and then he noticed that they had all black eyes and robin when i say black eyes i don't know if i mentioned this before no iris no sclera just
1: all black so no whites around your eyes yes
0: yes he asked them what they wanted and they said that it was cold outside so they wanted to come inside to read no Um, The Marine looked around outside, noticed no one else was around. And as he was like looking around, the kids like just tried walking into his apartment.
1: All of these kids have such ridiculous requests. Like I thought at first it'd be like, hey, can you help me find my dad? No, it's all like, drive me home so I can have money. Let me come to your house. No, I'm sorry. No.
0: Yeah. And so when he saw them like. Stepping into the apartment, he slammed the door shut and locked the door. And then he ran to the window and locked that as well. And he sat in his room as one kid started knocking on the door and the other kid started knocking on the window for several minutes. And then finally they stopped and he just kind of chilled there until his roommate came home. Because like he didn't go to check if the kids were there, but he did ask his roommate if he saw any kids, and he asked her around, and nobody else had seen any kids in the area.
1: Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: July two thousand ten, Ohio. Hi. Hello, Ohio. <laughs> so this man is he goes by um, NoTick. That's just a it's a anonymous name. It's not a real name. I think it's just an online name. Okay. So his name is Notik, and he was working at a data center. And these are usually high-tech, very high-security centers. And he worked the night shift, and he was smoking outside the building around 5 a.m. when he saw two teenage boys across the street. He was very put off by them because it looked like they were staring at him. But he was like, surely they're not, like, looking at me. You know, surely they're not.
1: Why wouldn't they be? I don't know. Okay.
0: So he was just like, you know what? I'm good. These very still kids are across the street apparently staring at me. I'm going to put out my cigarette early and I'm going to go inside. So he buzzed back into his office and he sat down at his desk and he went back to work. Ten minutes later, the intercom at the front door buzzed. And keep in mind, he was smoking outside the back door. The intercom at the front door buzzed and he saw the boys at the door on the monitor. So there's a camera and he was looking out the monitor and he could see those same two boys. He buzzed the intercom and said, hey, I'm busy, go away, essentially. And he asked them what they wanted, but neither said anything. Though one motioned to the cameras to suggest that he should come outside. Like he was doing like the waving motion. No tick was like, no go away and then he went back to work however they stayed where they were and continued to look into the camera quote as though they were looking through the tv monitor into the room where he worked end quote (sighs) (sighs) and they stood there for 10 minutes before notik was like listen (laughs) so he went down to the front door to tell them to go away so he could work so he was like yelling at them through the front door he didn't open the door yet he just looked outside the window but it was like a one-way mirror because high-tech security and so he looked out the window and they were like making eye contact with him even though they should not be able to see him through the mirrored window and he, that's when he noticed that they had all black eyes
1: uh-uh I I I don't know why I'm acting surprised. I guess I don't know. It's just all uh uh. No,
0: there's there's a couple stories in here without black eyes just to give you no. No. (laughs) Just to switch it up a little. So it's a shock every time.
1: It did feel like a shock.
0: (laughs) So they had the all black eyes. He felt even more creeped out, but he opened the door like a little bit, like a little bit, you know. Son, no. And he's like, leave or I'll call the cops. Before he could say anything, though, uh, well, that's what he was planning on saying. Excuse me. He opened the door to tell them to leave or he'll call the cops. But before he could say a single word, after he opened the door, one said, that won't be necessary, sir. We simply need to use your phone. Can you let us in? Another instance of them reading his mind. Yeah, I got that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He said that they weren't allowed in and they asked again to be invited into the building and just stared at him. He pulled out his cell phone and said he was going to call the police and he shut the door again. He went back to the his office and he watched them in the monitor. One stayed at the front door and the other circled the building to the back door where he was smoking earlier where there's another camera and both just sat there and stared at the cameras. So that's when Notik called the police.
1: Um, Yeah, okay.
0: So he was on the phone with the police, and the boys started moving around the building until they got to the one blind spot that was on the side of the building, and he thought he was going to see them, like, come out on another side, like they were circling the building or something, or maybe on another camera he would see them in the distance, because it was like... It was a blind spot, but it was overlapped by the other cameras. So if they moved away from the building, they would be picked up. Or if they moved to the left or to the right, they would be picked up. Yeah. But there was no way for them to leave this blind spot without being seen by the cameras. When the police got there, they could not find the boys. It was like they had just disappeared. And they did not show up again on the cameras. So, um... Yeah, that's fun. Oh my god. And you'd think like if you're if that just happened to you and you're creeped out as much as he is, mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. watching those cameras like a hawk. Like you would not miss that any oh, yeah. movement. So yeah. Next story. So
1: can I ask a question real quick? Uh-huh. I'm noticing that all the people who have shared their stories so far in this list are males. Is it that they normally Oh, I was thinking. I wasn't looking at anything. Guys, she just looked behind (laughs) us with
0: her eyes wide. Okay. I actually didn't even notice that, but there are, so when I was taking the notes, I would, I found them out of chronological order and i put them into chronological order mm-hmm. so when i was taking the notes they seemed pretty back and forth center, like okay. woman man woman man
1: i'm not critiquing your representation i was just
0: <laughs> no 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 so like no I, the only reason i bring that up is because that's not even something i thought about because i know there's at least two or three stories with women in okay. them yeah no, I think it's it may be a situation where since it is nighttime and so far all the stories that I've covered they were outside of a house mm-hmm. and typically women are too afraid to be alone by themselves at night. Yeah, it might be one of those things. Like, uh, it has an alternate explanation.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, so November two thousand twelve, Louisiana, mm. another southern one.
1: I was in Louisiana in December of 2012.
0: So this was a month after.
1: Math. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so a
0: man was working at a gas station just off the highway, but it was like a middle-of-nowhere situation. So it's like, this exit exists solely for a gas station to be here.
1: I've seen many exits like that, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: I think there might be, like, a McDonald's across the street or something but he was the only place open at this point because this was the story that was 3 a.m okay this is at 3 a.m the power went out at this man's gas station he used his phone as a flashlight and he went to the generator and turned it on giving power to the parking lot lights in the hall to the register however the rest of the lights were not hooked up to the generator Mm-hmm. The area had heavy winds that day, so he just kind of like chalked it up to the storm, and he wasn't too concerned, because he worked at this middle-of-nowhere gas station, and he never really got... he. I mean, the graveyard shift, you know? Yeah. He was just kind of chilling. He's like, cool, power's out, awesome. And then he saw movements in the shadows. Inside? Outside. Okay. Outside the gas station. And it was like moving just at the edge of the shadow where he couldn't see them but they were like slowly getting closer as they passed. Oh, I hate that. And then he fi- they finally got close enough for him to realize that it was three kids on bikes. So one kid stayed back, but then two kids hopped off their bikes and then walked to the doorway of the gas station, which was unlocked by the way because it's a business. Mhm. And they just stopped and stared at him. And at first he was just kind of like, you gonna come, like, what's happening? <laughs> right? And then as they just stood there and stared at him, him, he walked over to the door and he was, like, really unsettled. And he was like, hey, you okay? Like, he opened the door. He's like, you okay? It's really weird to see three kids in the middle of nowhere riding their bike right next to the highway. Yeah. He's like, what you doing? <laughs> and one uh the young girl asked shibaro a phone so he handed her his cell phone she grew very angry and said quote, "no i need the real one" end quote, and pointed to the landline inside the store and that was when he saw her eyes were all black <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i wrote that sentence like 12 times um. <laughs> He felt a wave of fear and slammed the door shut, locked it, and yelled at them to go home through the door. The kids stared at him a little bit while longer before they got back on their bikes and rode off to the darkness. The morning later, the clerk asked his boss if they could go through the security videos. However, due to the power outage, they were Uh, all off.
1: Um, I have a strong suspicion that the kids turned off the power. That is something
0: people think about is because there's a couple of more stories where the power goes out. So they think that the kids are able to turn off the power somehow. Okay. So, September 2014, Staffordshire, England. (laughs) Staffordshire? Probably Staffordshire. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. A local woman heard a scream of a child... That sounded like something was very, very wrong. It immediately triggered in her, like, this, um, maternal, I need to help the child thing.
1: I remember the first time I felt that, like, maternal pull after a child, like, cried, and I was like, oh my god, that's real.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So she ran to find the child, but she, like, was running all throughout the building. Mm -hmm. I don't know what building she was in. I don't think she was in her house but it was a very large building that did have bedrooms, Mm -hmm. so I don't know what it was. But anyway, so she was running around, and then she couldn't find the little girl, and then she turned around and the little girl was behind her. And the little girl was wearing like an all-white dress, and she was hiding her face behind her hands as if she was waiting on a present. Uh Uh-uh. Nope. I'm sorry. No. (laughs) No no, no, no. And the woman asked the girl if she was okay. and the girl moved her hands and that was when she saw her eyes were completely black. I'm sorry. The woman booked it. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and when she like looked over her shoulder, uh, she saw that the little girl was gone. No, that's a small enough story that I was like, eh, should I include this until... I feel like the
1: peekaboo would have made me want to include it.
0: <laughs> there was a man named Lee Brickley. He's a paranormal investigator, and he was the one who interviewed the woman at the scene. And he said he was so interested in it because his own aunt had seen the same child in 1982. Oh my god. His aunt had been in the same building... And had heard a young girl calling for help. She found a girl dressed in white running away from her. So his aunt caught her, touched her shoulder, and the girl turned around, had all black eyes, Mm -hmm. and then turned back... Like, the aunt was, like, stunned into stillness. And then the girl turned back around and ran away. Oh, my God. There's also, like, a field near that building. And... She's often seen in that field as well. But many people in the story believe that she's more likely to be a ghost instead of the black eyed kid because A, she's already in the building, B, she disappears and um She's they're... trying to
1: get away from that one.
0: Yes. And she does she just doesn't have the same kind of like MO. But yeah. she she did have the all black eyes, but people think that she could have died of diphtheria. Because apparently, people sick with that have paralyzed eyes that make them appear dark and sunken.
1: Okay. I can get behind her not being a black-eyed child. Yes. But, Robin. Oh, no.
0: I have a video. Oh, my God. (laughs) So. I was not expecting that. Before we go into the video... Because they believe that they have a video, a drone video of this girl standing in the field.
1: Oh, that girl specifically? This
0: specific girl. This is the same story. This is why I included it. She could be a ghost. She could be a black-eyed kid. But there is a drone video. And Robin, you know what I told you about how when I experience ghostly things, my eyes start to tear up? Yeah. When I saw this video... That happened, and in fact, in me telling you this story, my eyes started tearing up.
1: Okay, I can so, see that now. Yeah. yeah.
0: So like, I have that like my ghost trigger is going off.
1: Your spidey sense.
0: My spidey sense, my ghosty sense. Okay. And I want to show you this video. Please do. Because okay, I do want to preface this is this could literally just be a woman standing in a field. However, when I saw it, I was like instantly tears. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Okay. That was taller than I thought it would be. Yes. So in watching that video, that looks like a woman, not a girl.
1: Looks like a woman. She is dressed in white. She has long, dark hair, Mm -hmm. I'm able to see. And she does cover her face in that video. She does cover her face. It's almost like her movements, I won't they're not necessarily super graceful they're not ungraceful but it's almost like she's dancing a little bit she's contorting right it's it's freaky i'm not sure what to think about it yeah i'm not i'm not getting the crying (laughs) because it's your spidey sense uh i don't know what to think about it
0: but she was just so solid
1: she was there. She was This was, was there. not, like, a trick of the light or anything. She was... No. We saw her moving. Yeah.
0: So, I was freaked out about that.
1: <sighs> Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And it only gets worse from there. Oh, no. No more videos. That's the only video. Okay. But... Oh, Robin... These next stories get scary. Can I
1: just say it? I'm so glad we did this earlier so I'm not having to like walk out of your place at night cuz I could not handle that. I would have you walk me to my car. I'm sorry. And I was
0: doing this in creepy house at night. No. Mm-hmm. no.
1: No. Now you understand why I couldn't
0: I just could not watch Fly Manor.
1: Oh, I totally get it. <laughs> I listen, I got it when you texted me the first time. I was like, I'm good. But um oh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, after if I was doing this and then the dog started growling down the hallway, my first thought would be black-eyed children. My first thought outside at that point would be black-eyed children. I'd be in a different headspace. <laughs> I'm getting to that headspace.
0: <laughs> All right. So, I'm sorry. This one is going to be a little bit longer. I think we just hit an hour. So It's worth it. Yes. Okay. January 2016, Vermont. There's a blizzard outside and an anonymous woman was at home waiting out the storm. She heard a loud loud knocking at the door, and she thought somebody must have gotten in a car accident and needed help. So she looked out the window and saw footprints in the snow leading to the house, but she didn't see a car or anything like that in the street. The person was still knocking on the door. Banging was the word she used, but she felt like something was very wrong. She had that feeling of... Mm-hmm. So she woke up her husband to answer the door he opened the door and there were two kids on the doorstep a boy and a girl they were not dressed for the cold conditions at all and the woman felt unnerved by their presence however she felt bad for the kids and invited them into the house
1: okay okay this is the
0: only story we have where they are invited in
1: can i just say i totally get why she did that because that would be a very hard the other things that they were asking are really easy to say no to except maybe the phone thing but he handed her a cell phone yeah but this you gotta let in the freezing children
0: yes so her cats were afraid of the kids when even hissing at the kids as they walked past him Um, she offered to make them some hot chocolate or to warm them up but anytime she asked a question the only thing they would say is Our parents will be here soon. She made them hot chocolate anyway, and that's when she realized they both have black eyes. She stared at them in horror, frozen, and then they both requested to use the bathroom. So she told them how to get into the bathroom, and they left down the hall. Her husband's nose began to bleed at this point.
1: Out of there. Get the cat. Go.
0: And then the power went out. the woman went to go get her husband a tissue and she walked into the hall and saw the kids standing at the end of the hall freaking shining style staring at her (laughs) and just not moving just watching her they all three stood there staring at each other until the kids said in unison our parents are here Like your parents. And then they just opened the front door and walked out. What? And the woman like goes over to the door to like shut the door behind them because they left it open. And she saw two tall men both dressed in black suits standing next to a black car that the children were climbing into. Once the kids were in the men got into the car as well and drove away. Afterwards The woman's husband was diagnosed with an aggressive skin cancer that he had no symptoms of previously, and she began to suffer regular nosebleeds. She said that she was in the worst physical condition of her life, and she blamed her ailments on the black-eyed kids.
1: Oh, wow. There's a lot of elements in that one. Okay, so the parents are apparently... Two tall men in suits with a black car.
0: Yes, I will get back to okay. that if you haven't already drawn a conclusion from that.
1: I've I've drawn what I think we're getting at with that.
0: Oh, can you say it?
1: Aliens. Aliens.
0: <laughs> okay. So, do you know what the men in black are? I mean, I know the movie. So the movie oh, is oh, based oh. off of the real legacy of ben and Black.
1: Isn't that the idea? And it's kind of similar to the Hat Man almost where we think that these people are like impersonating humans and doing an okay-ish job at it. So it's either that they are impersonating humans
0: or they are humans of a secret society or some secret governments, but they show up after alien sightings very frequently And similar to the black-eyed kids, they're usually obscuring their eyes by wearing sunglasses. They are very pale, usually. And they seem just a little bit wrong. They are also in the Uncanny Valley. And they also show up frequently after Mothman sightings. Really? Yes. Oh. Yeah. But I'll get a little bit more into that later. Okay. So, the next one, No Date raleigh north carolina
1: we're getting closer
0: yes (laughs) so carrie krishner was stopped at the triangle town center mall one afternoon and she had just finished up her shopping and she was heading back to her car she saw a very strange sickly boy talking to an elderly lady she was close enough that she could hear his voice but she couldn't understand what he was saying and he just his voice just sounded wrong to her And she got a very uncomfortable feeling, and she was kind of just looking at it. But the lady was, like, digging through her purse as if she was looking for something to give the boy. And then the boy, he stood unnaturally rigid, was very pale, and she said he had dark circles around his eyes. Mm -hmm. As if he was sick. As the lady was digging through her purse, Carrie accidentally made eye contact with the boy. And that's when she realized... That they we were all black, black eyes. eyes. Yeah. <laughs> she felt that, like, the air was sinister after they made eye contact, so she rushed back to her car, and the boy walked away from the elderly woman without receiving whatever it was she was looking in her purse for. And she just drove away, and she said that she felt like the boy could read her mind when he- she made eye contact. Interesting. hmm Now, this next one, this one messed with me. No date, no location. A woman was sleeping in her bed with her husband, her child who was two years old, and her puppy. She woke up to the puppy standing on the bed, barking and growling facing the bedroom door. She stood up, assuming that the puppy was reacting to a house noise that it wasn't used to yet, because I think they only moved there like three months prior.
1: And it's a puppy.
0: And it's a puppy. So she got up and opened the bedroom door to be like, Nothing's there. You're good. Because, I mean, there's house noises. They had a roommate. Like, the dog could have been reacting to anything. And this is just the bedroom door. But when she opened the bedroom door, the dog ran past her to the front door and was barking and growling at the front door. And the woman went to the front door to open it to show the dog that there was nothing there. But the second she touched the door handle, The dog started whimpering and cowering and backing away from the door and she felt a wave of dread hit her. She looked out the peephole and saw two kids, a 16 year old with bangs covering her eyes, holding a girl who was about three or four years old. The little girl was dressed in a very similar style to how she dressed her own daughter and was holding a toy identical to her daughter's toy. They've been they've been watching her (sighs) so the woman hadn't made any noise she hadn't hushed the dog she hadn't turned on or off a light nothing all she had done was walk in look out the peephole and touch the door handle but when she looked out the peephole the older girl spoke as if she could sense her on the other side of the door she asked to use her phone and told her that their mother was worried she then looked up And the woman saw that her eyes were all black. Now, the woman knew about black-eyed kids, but she was an atheist. She didn't believe in the paranormal, so she didn't believe that they existed. However, she now believed they exist. (laughs) So she started backing up slowly, and the girl continued to say things like, Please let us in. We need to use your phone. Our mother is growing worried. And she hasn't said anything at this point. And the woman backed up another step. And then previously the girl, the teenager, had seemed pretty polite. But when she got a good bit away, she said in a very harsh tone, We're not going to hurt you. If we wanted to do that, we would have broken in. May we come in and use your phone.
1: Oh my god.
0: The woman then... This is the part that really messes me up. Even as she was afraid and backing away from the door, she felt a subconscious desire to go to the door and open it. She had to fight this desire to go to the door and open it while the girl was still sitting there being like, let me use your phone. And she was able to back up to her bedroom door, shut her bedroom door, lock her bedroom door, lock her window, and cover the window and just, like, sit in the room with the dog and her husband and her child. And she said she did not get back to sleep that night because she heard the girl call one more time even when she was in the bedroom. I'm and sorry, I would
1: have super woken up the husband by this point. Like, way before a lot of things, things happened. Well, she sat there and she she didn't sleep the rest of the night and when her husband woke up, he was
0: just like, oh, it was just a dream. No. <laughs> And she, but she was like, no, it was real. And she felt like she had come close to dying that night.
1: Like she had
0: like this gut reaction in her that if she had opened that door, she would have died.
1: And she still had that feeling.
0: That she had to open the door.
1: That's so weird. And the sentence, if we wanted to hurt you, we would have just broken in. I know. And yet. That's Kari. Okay, listeners, there was a sound (laughs) in the house. Of Kari opening the door. Okay, thank God.
0: So, Robin. Yeah. That was my last encounter for you. Okay. But there are three major theories of what the black-eyed kids are. Okay. One. Aliens. No, that's number three. Okay. One. Vampires very pale black eyes active at night cannot be let in unless you give them permission okay the feeling of dread um people associate that with vampires apparently and if you go like ye old vampire lore um apparently it is said that if you let a vampire in you will get a curse upon you
1: Oh, and so that goes with the... Vermont story.
0: Yeah. The one where the man had cancer. So number two is demons. I think this is only really a theory because it happens a lot in the South. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Southern people are like, demons
1: everywhere. (laughs) I will be completely honest with you. When you said that one of the like i think the second story his mom said thought that he he saw the devil devil? himself i was like oh yeah it is a demon
0: (laughs) (laughs) well so this doesn't really have a lot of facts quote facts behind it other than the common belief that demons prefer to show themselves as children and it's often believed that demons also have to be invited in like vampires There are a couple stories, I wasn't able to find any, but I found a lot of news articles that said that there are a couple stories that say that if they get a look at the kid's feet, Mm -hmm. that they have hooves or talons. And that's usually a sign of the devil.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I was wondering why... Okay, if this... But going back to the second story of the kid who saw another kid about his age, Mm -hmm. I was wondering why the kid didn't just run after him if you want to be led to the house he's running to his house yeah yeah that
0: was something but i also kind of feel like that falls into the permission thing and that is another thing with demons so i don't i don't i didn't didn't know that okay so demons they can possess you if you are unwilling however if you are willing when they like you willingly let them possess you they are so much stronger Mm-hmm. and so that would be why they want to be invited in and that's why they would want because they're stronger if they're invited in rather than if they force their way in okay um so some people believe that they might be straight demons not as in not as in heterosexual but as in <laughs> like just straight up demons that came from hell um some people believe that they may be children who are possessed and maybe that's how they were able to, because if you need permission to be, possess them, you can go up to a kid and be like, let me possess you. And the kid would be like, all right, you know, cause they don't know better.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Cause you, know, I mean, that was a common affliction when I was younger. I was constantly being asked by demons to possess my soul. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean that one hot chocolate ghost got you though. That is true. So, then the third one is aliens. So, like I said in, in the Vermont story, the two tall men could have been men in black. And that's a whole other story that we could do an entire episode on. Mm-hmm. But they show up around alien events and question people. And they also live in the uncanny valley. The pow- So, the skin cancer thing can also be a hint to aliens because they have radiation. Mm-hmm. So, skin cancer. You are exposed to them you're exposed to radiation you get cancer oh yeah yeah and also they believe that aliens have the technology to be able to shut off your power okay yeah so black-eyed kids are often referred to as children of the grays of the grays like g-r-a-y-s so grays are what they call the stereotypical alien that you think of the short ones with the big head and the almond eyes black eyes mm. and so some people they refer to him in a metaphorical sense as children of the grays because in ye old days everyone would be would be like I saw an alien it was a gray you know okay but now they're saying like I saw an alien it was a black-eyed kid so they're saying like this is a new fad in aliens I guess okay. But other people think it's literally the Children of the Greys. So that they think that when you're being abducted by aliens and they're, like, poking and prodding you, that they're actually taking your DNA and splicing it with alien DNA Mm -hmm. and creating the Men in Black and the Black-Eyed Kids. Okay. Yeah. So these are half-human, half-alien hybrids. And that's why they're so...
1: I find okay. Can I tell you what I kind of think? Mm -hmm. I don't know what I think, but (laughs) okay, I totally get why people think that they're aliens, and yet there's something deep within me that is like, whenever I hear aliens as a solution to a mystery, I'm like, okay, no, (laughs) Uh, even if I kind of like get where you're coming from. Mm I think one I don't think I know what they are, one they could be just an entity unto themselves, yeah, they um, could be ghosts, could be ghosts, they could be they could be something, um, my own you know southern Christian upbringing, my background, I think does point toward the demon factor, <laughs> but I totally see why like it is be it is that background specifically that points toward it, yeah, uh, basically, I don't think I want to know. I don't think I want to know. I don't think, I think I'm thrilled with the amount of information that you've given me. And if I learn anything else about them, it's too much.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I do. I personally believe that they are aliens. Uh Uh-huh. Because, so people believe that the reason that the Greys would create these black-eyed children that are half-human, half-alien is to further assimilate themselves within our culture and to learn more about us.
1: I can definitely see it being a fact-finding mission based off some of the things you've said.
0: Yeah, but... And it seems like the reason they want to... They come up to you as kids is, A, because we just naturally will trust a kid more than we'll trust an adult. Uh Uh-huh. And, B, they're trying to see if they have progressed far enough on their technology to see if we would accept one of these kids. Like... I think that they are experimenting to try to make it so that they don't fall into the uncanny valley Mm -hmm. so that they can have aliens walking among us. (laughs) Sorry. Among Us, the video game. It's it's me now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. (laughs) But so, um, so that they can observe our culture without disturbing our culture and when i say our i mean the collective human
1: collective human culture yeah i find that very interesting there's it just freaks me out yeah i
0: was very creeped out and it was creepy
1: yeah (laughs) um i'm really glad you brought up uncanny valley because i've never heard somebody associate uncanny valley with black-eyed children before Okay. Or really the supernatural. I really thought of it purely in like a robotic sense. Gotcha. But I'm I'm really glad you brought that up because it helps make a lot of sense instead of like a mysterious force creating this dread. Mm-hmm. It is actually something very innate in our brains, which is easier one for me to believe and two for me to wrap my head around. You know I'm all about
0: mixing the science and the paranormal because mm-hmm. I believe that the paranormal and magic and whatever you want to call it, I believe it's just science we don't understand yet. Mm-hmm. And if we understand a little piece of it, we can start understanding a little bit more, a little bit more. Just like with sleep paralysis, paralysis I believe there's a very scientific reason why we're... Did you say scientifical? Yes. <laughs> I believe there's a very scientifical reason that we're in that state of parallel paralysis paralysis paralysis, paralysis. Wow. yeah we're in that state of paralysis however since we are in that in between state i do believe in liminal spaces and that is why we see beings
1: uh, this has been an incredibly educational episode you're welcome uh, if you liked today's episode please like, subscribe, review, and tell a friend and subscribe to our newsletter and also follow us on Patreon at <laughs> patreon.com slash hospitality. yes,
0: if you want to see my blog <laughs> you, can go to haunted hospi- and sources. you can go to hauntedhospitality.wordpress.com if you want to send your own spooky stories be it paranormal or true crime that's the other one Excuse me. You can send it to hauntedhospitalitypodcasts at gmail
1: If you are on the interwebs, good news because we are too. We are on Twitter at Haunted Hosts. By the way, I just really like that we got that uh, like little at Haunted Hosts. I think that's good. Uh, and then we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Haunted Hospitality. We hope to see you there. Stay, Stay spooky. spooky.